I want you to turn with me to Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. We have been in the series, for those of you that this is your first time to be with us, we've been in a series called Peace of My Mind. We are in a very agitated culture right now where everybody wants to give you a piece of my mind. And they're real easy to do it on Facebook, but not straight to your face. Peace of, well, that's not what I meant. Peace of my mind. But you know what our nation needs? You know what believers need? They need peace of my mind. The statistics are astronomical of the anxiety and the fear that is plaguing the American culture right now. The, the absolute uncertainty and panic and anxiety and anger is at an all-time high. If you don't believe it, then you didn't go through the last election cycle. The hostility is at an all-time high. I believe as we get closer to the return of Jesus Christ, the Jesus follower ought to have this peace of my mind. I don't care what's going on the outside. I've got peace of my mind. Amen? So I've told you we're going to memorize the scripture, all right? How many are you working on that Philippians 4.8? Amen? Good, good. Keep working on that. Put it on your screensaver on your phone, okay? So we're going we're gonna to read that scripture out loud. Come on. Why don't we just all say it together? Ready? Here we go. Fix your thoughts on what is true, honorable, and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and if we would just do that, how many know we would have a piece of our mind instead of giving everybody and our spouse a piece of my mind? Fix on that. I really want you to work on truly memorizing that scripture. You, you will discover the power of that. Every teenager ought to just grab a hold of that scripture right there. Just grab a hold of that scripture. So what's the big deal about the piece of the mind, what, what, about what we do with our mind? And I'm glad y'all are back. And those of you at home, I want you to take good notes because I believe today's message is really going to help some people change the trajectory of how they think today. I really, really do. Because if I can change your thoughts, if you can change your thoughts, you can change your life. If you can change the direction of your thoughts, you can actually change the way your life is going. Let me ask you right now, do you like how life is going with your relationships in your family right now? Do you like the way things are going right now with your anxiety? Do you like the way things are going right now with your neighbor? How, how do you like, pick an area, if you want the direction to start changing, say, Holy Spirit, I want you to help me manage my mind. Because what we don't realize, folks, is there is actually, there is a battle in your brain. It's real. It's real. It is no less real than Earth's exploding battlefields. You may not hear the explosions, you may not see the smoke, but I'm telling you, it is a real battle, a conflict, and it's actually a war in your mind against the power of darkness and the power of the Holy Spirit. And even Paul, even Paul, who was born again, brilliant theologian, revelations from God, he said, I am on this struggle that when I want to do right, man, sometimes I just can't do right, and here's where the battle is. Look what he says, Romans chapter 7, we're going to just look at that from last week again, okay? He says, I love God's law with all my heart. I love the word of God. I love it. But there is another power within me that is at what, everybody? 
That's what, everybody? There is a battle, there's a war, and it's with my, with my what? Your battle is not with the Republicans or the Democrats. Your battle is not with your neighbor. Your battle is not with your spouse. Your battle is in your, that's where it all starts first. The battle with the addiction all starts with what's happening in your, and even Paul says it. He said, this power makes me a slave. It makes me a slave to sin that still is within me. He said, this nature, this proclivity towards sin, it, it almost takes me and it starts with what I think. You remember the order of God's possession? God has an order of possession. So does Satan. Go back and listen to last week's. It is, it is just, it's really a good word. This is why you got to take care of what's happening here and what you allow through your eye gate and your ear gate. Because if Satan can dominate your mind, he can dominate your life. And here's the truth. Whatever gets your attention gets you. So what's getting your attention? Your retirement? The person that offended you? What is dominating your attention? You show me what's dominating attention and I promise you that's what's getting you. How many believe that Satan wants to have this grip? And even Paul said, he goes, I'm telling you. He goes, I don't know what to do. This power is always one in advance. It's always a struggle. I don't care how long you've been saved. The enemy's going to try to come through that thought life. And he says, what do I do? What do I do? And look, look at Romans 7.24. Look what he says. Oh, what a miserable ma a person I am. He said, I don't know what to do. I feel miserable about this. Who will free me from this life that is Dominated. Somebody wants control. Somebody wants the controls that is dominated by sin and death. And thank God, he says, I have the answer because I know your struggle. He said, thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ our Lord. Come on, why don't you send some of that irritating pollen of praise into the atmosphere. Thank God the victory over Satan and my mind is through everything that Jesus Christ did on the cross, his death, burial, and his resurrection. You walk in that. So why is this such a big deal, Pastor? Because whether you like it or not, you are displaying what's happening here and here. It will manifest. Because really, you're you can be displaying your thoughts. Let's talk about displaying my thoughts. My life is a mirror of how I manage my mind. It is a reflection of how I manage my mind. Life can be a reflection of the thoughts I think, and many times they are. And what comes into my mind will come out of my life. Let me say it again. What comes into my mind will come out of my life. This was Jesus' big hassle with the Pharisees. He says, you're, you're trying to act good, but you are wicked inside. You're producing bad fruit. The reason why you're producing bad fruit, he says, because what's in you. Well, well, let's just go to what Jesus said. Jesus proved this. Jesus really proved this already. He's saying, you're displaying. It's going to manifest. It's going to manifest. 
Don't tell me, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, I love Jesus, but you're loving the world more. I'm just telling you what I see come out of you. I'm not trying to judge you. People say, that's the wrong with you Christians. You're always judging everybody. I'm not a judge. I'm just a fruit inspector. I'm just a fruit inspector. I'm sorry. I just look at fruit. You know, you don't plant corn and get cantaloupe. You get cantaloupe. Whatever's in there is going to, well, let me just read Jesus. Jesus does it better than all of us, okay? Don't you think Jesus does it better than all of us? So he looks at these Pharisees, and he looks at them, and he says, you brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, now, now, now remember, they had their robes on, they had those phylacteries, those boxes that they put on their head with scripture in to prove that the word of God was getting in their mind. They really put a box strapped to their head, still there to this day, some of them, to prove that word's getting in your mind. He said, you go ahead and do all that stuff. You brood of vipers, how can you, being evil, speak what is good? For the mouth speaks out of that which fills the heart. And many times in the Greek, the heart and the mind were interchangeable. It's interchangeable. Same thing. Look what he says in verse 20. He says, it is what comes from inside that defiles you. For from within... Out of a person's heart or their mind, watch this, evil what? Say the word everybody out loud. Say it again. Thoughts. Way up there high. Say it again. Thoughts. Eat comes evil thoughts. Watch this. Then watch what follows. Watch, watch the fruit that's coming out. Uh, sexual immorality. Theft. Steal. Whether you take it from a store or you do it on your IRS return. Murder. Whether you actually shoot somebody or you actually just hate somebody, Jesus said. Are you watching this? Adultery. Whether you actually committed or you're pre-playing in your mind, eventually it'll catch up with you. Greed. So he's talking about money and Jesus said, watch for all manners of greed. Jesus didn't say watch for all manners of pornography because you always know when you're bound by something that's an addiction, easy, quick. But you don't know greed because it's the one you can never spot. You can always spot it in everybody else, but you can't spot it in yourself. They're greedy because of what they drove. What is it? Wickedness? Deceit? You lie? You, 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 it's so easy now. It's easier for you to lie than tell the truth. Deceit? Lustful desires? Envy? You resent other people? People got money. You don't have money. They have position. You, they owe you. Envy? Slander? Pride? Foolishness? All these vile things come from Where? From where? Within. They are what defile you. Now look what he said. He said, look at this again. From within, out of a person, person's heart, comes evil what? Thoughts. Notice he did not say thought. Did you just see this? He did not say thought. He said thoughts. Notice it is the only word that is plural and the rest of them are singular. He's saying the reason why these singular acts come out of you is because it is not one time you think it. It's not what comes to your mind. It's what stays in your mind. It is what you repetitively over and over and over and over and over. And we're going to talk about not just spiritual. We're going to talk about the science of this a little bit today. Over and 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 over. He said, this is what's causing you to start doing these things because actually what you are manifesting in your fruit of your life 
is basically because of things that you continually, continually allow and never challenge. You never challenge. How many ready to take the devil on? Everything you have is inside you through Jesus Christ's cross to take on anything that the devil throws into your mind. So the truth of the matter is, is I cannot be a positive person if I've got a negative mind. If my thought is always being, the world is never going to be better. Things will never be the same. I can never ever change. Nobody likes me. If you keep thinking that, your life will produce that. I'll never get married. The person I'm dating now I think is a psycho. It always turns out this way. It turned out for my parents this way. It's going to turn out for me the same. I'll never be able to finish anything. I never finish anything. You cannot have a positive life if we don't challenge the repetitive thoughts and say, no more, we're going a different direction. Because what happens is you are actually displaying what you think. I, we, <laughs> we don't need to read your mind. We just read people's lips. It does display. It displays. So sometimes we don't say, we don't realize it because we've never checked it. We've never really brought in a check. So today I want to do it. It's time to start diagnosing our thoughts. Not just displaying it, but di let's diagnose our thoughts. So if you got your app, how many got your app? How many got your app? Okay, the rest of you are just going to miss the whole thing. You got to have the app. So, or you can see it up here on the screen. So here's what I want to do. I want you to take a check. I want you to check things about your thoughts. We're going to just take a minute here. And I call it a checkup from the neck up. We're going to do a checkup from the neck up. And here's what I want you to do. On a scale of one to 10, at one, do you live a worried life? Put the word worried there. And on the, by the 10, on the other side, the right side, put peaceful. From one to 10, where am I on worry and where am I on peaceful? Then I want you to take negative thoughts. So the next line, I want you to take negative thoughts on the left at one and at 10, put positive. And then I want you to take on the third line, are my thoughts worldly? Or on the opposite side at 10, put eternal. And we're going to do this. We're just going to, I want you to go through it. Now, you won't be able to do it all right now, but you can do it when you get home, okay? But I want you to give a diagnosis of where I really trend. Because sometimes we never, ever truly diagnose where we trend. And you cannot defeat what you cannot define or discover or even deny. So let's ask this question. So on that, on that first line from worried to peaceful, let me ask you, do you feel like you're living in anxiety all the time right now? Are, are you the kind of person that you're so worried what people will think, <laughs> you even change who you are so they will feel accommodated? You'll even acquiesce on what you believe is right because you are more consumed with what they think. You're worried about it. Put it on a one to 10. Put it up there. Let's take the kids. How worried are you about the kids? Are, do you find yourself worried or and anxious about, well, I, I think my kids are going to fail. I think they're going to turn out like me. I never want to talk about what my past was because if I tell them my past, my kids going to be just like me. I, I, I just don't know what to do. My kids, I'm going to ask you, how are you about the future? How do you feel about the future? Do you look bright? Does the future look hopeful to you? I don't think we're going to make money doing what we do. I think I'm going to go broke. I don't know if I got a future. 
Listen, have you, have you read the reports, Pastor? Have you heard that there could be a recession? Don't you know there's inflation? I don't know if I'm going to keep my job. And so now everything is based on this preoccupation with something that hasn't even happened to you yet. Are you worried? How about money? How are you about money? How about health? I'm afraid I'm going to die. Are you the kind of person every time you feel something, oh man, I got it, I got it, I know I got it, I got it, I got it. Everything you watch on television, hospital series, you think you've got it, you're diagnosed yourself. You're on Google trying to figure it out. <laughs> Y'all didn't know I had the word of knowledge, did you? I'm doing pretty good here, huh? Listen, now when it comes to those things, do, are, you, are you more worried? Diagnose where you honestly believe you are. How much does it preoccupy you? Where am I? Or are you a person that's more peaceful? When it comes to these things about money, even people have proven you, do you look for God as your identity or does somebody else have to give you your identity? Does it mean that I'm not afraid for people to walk away from me who may be damaging my identity in Christ? Or am I so threatened and worried of losing them because they are my identity? How are we doing today? I know we're not bucking, snorting, shucking, and jiving and throwing songbooks right now, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit's doing some work on us. How are you secure in the promises of God? Are you, does it, are you, do you tend to be more peaceful? Are you the kind of person that says, I'm doing all I can with my child. I've done all I can do. I've dedicated my Lord. I've tried to live my life serving Jesus Christ. I've owned up to my own mistakes. I admit them when they see them. And I'm doing everything I can. I'm going to follow God and I'm going to put my child because my child belongs to Jesus before my child belongs to me. Do you trust him? How about your job? Has it affected your ability to give that even when Pastor Tim saw all the great things that are life-changing in people's lives in this city and around the world, you would so much want to be a part of it, but you are so bound by the spirit of anxiety and worry, you can't even engage giving because fear has gripped your soul so much. Or do you live with a peaceful mind saying, you know what? The word of God tells me that if I'll take care of God's kingdom first, he'll take care of me just fine. Seriously, where, where are you on that? Where, where are you on that? So are you full of, I do all I can do and God will do all I cannot do. I'll do all that's natural. God will do everything that's supernatural. Together, supernatural will do just fine. Where, where am I? Am I really trusting God? Am I full of peace about the future? Am I sitting there, am I am in panic and anxiety over the world? Or do I trust God that God, I'm going to do everything to pray, I'm going to do everything to get the information, and then I'm going to do everything I can, and the rest is in the hands of God. I'm going to live in peace. I'm going to bed, have me a milkshake, and I'm sleeping tonight. Amen. Amen. Seriously. Seriously, where are you on that spectrum? What about, what about negativity? Let's go to, am I, where do, I find, do I find myself as a negative person or a positive person? Let me, let me show you what I mean. Do you find yourself critical of people real quick? You're so easy to analyze them and you don't even know them. You hadn't even had a cup of coffee with them yet. And you already know what they're going to be like, kind of boss they're going to be. Do you look for the faults in people? Not just find them, but when they do show a flaw, it's the only thing that you can focus on is that one flaw. You find yourself getting cynical about people. Or, or, or better yet, they did hurt you, and the bitterness is always the thing on the scale. Where am I? Do I hold the bitterness a lot? Do, 
How, how am I about the day? Do, do I just look, just, do I, just I, I work for the weekend, I'm just looking toward Friday, or, or is it, you know what, Monday's coming and we get another shot at taking another shot of what God has called us to do in, our, in the work he's called us to? Or do you dread the day? Do you dread it? Man, I, just, I hate my job. I hate it. Or do you live a positive life? You believe the best about people. Doesn't mean you don't ignore the issues and the things that sometimes you got to address, but you look for the qualities in their life. You're going to find something good about them. Man, I know that I, 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 I know they have bad breath. I know, I, know, I know they have a horrible personality, but hey, look at their shoes. They look like they both fit. Wow, that's great. <laughs> Do you find the best in people? Do you look for the good to mind the good out of them? And here's what I discovered. If you'll mind the good out of people, then when it comes to the stuff that has to be dealt with, they will listen to you on the stuff that needs to be dealt with because they saw you've always had their best interest and you were honest about the things that were good. Therefore, they will listen to you about the things they know that are hindering them. On the scale, where are you? Are, where are you? Are you optimistic about the future? America's going to hell in a handbasket. No, I see America seeing the greatest outpouring of the revival because when it gets darker, the light gets brighter. When sin gets darker, grace does much more about That's what I see. Do you see where this culture is going? Do you see? I get it. I know it. I'm not, I'm not sticking my head in the sand. I'm no fool. But did you see the young people that are raising up that have a call of God, that want to live with integrity, that want to live with purity, that want to be a light of the gospel of Jesus Christ? Have you seen them? I'm excited about the future. I'm excited about the hope. So, so I'm telling you, you've got to really diagnose your thoughts. Where are you? On the worldly scale, do you find yourself more worldly? It's more about, I'm consumed with life. I got to have the car. Man, I got to have the car. I got to make sure I got to work hard. I got to work hard because my kids got to have the best. My kids don't have the best. My kids won't fit in. My kids won't fit in. They're going to be just like me because I was left out when I was a kid. I got to do something. I got to work hard. I got to work hard, man. You are so doped up on bread, bull, and caffeine. You're working so hard. You're stressing out. You're so consumed with worldly possessions. So who cares if you don't have the quarter million dollar home? Who cares if you don't drive in this place with a Mercedes Benz? Who cares? Who really cares in the context of eternal things? Who really cares? I mean, simply, I mean, are you so caught up that I got to, you know, I, 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 people got to see me. They got to see me. If they don't see me, did I get the post? Did I get the post? Did they like my post? How many people watch my post? They didn't watch my post. Oh, what am I going to do? Well, look what they said. Consume with what you're wearing. I mean, you're practically bankrupting your own accounts just so you can have the right clothing so people will accept you. Do I look good enough to like my post or... Do you find your thoughts leaning more, starting to move toward eternal things where you're going, wait a minute, wait a minute, I don't dread my job. God's given me a gift. It's a gift. And the gift God's given me, I'm going to be the best at this gift and I'm going to bring it to work every single day. In fact, I'm not just going to show up on time. I think I'm going to shock my boss and give him a cardiac arrest and be there 15 minutes early. And then really set his mind wandering and really send it for a spin. I'm going to leave five minutes late and go ahead and check out and then stay an extra five minutes. I'll really trip him out. Do you, do you look for the best things? Do you look for the eternal things where you're saying, you know what? The real reason why I'm making money is I want to make a difference like what we're doing in Haiti and what we're doing through GoServe and what we're doing through this church. I want to do something with my money. I want to do something with my time. I want to give my time. Do you know we have, a, we have a set of volunteers every Thursday, men and women that are meeting here, that are doing things, fixing up things, giving their gift away 
empowering the church, blessing the church. They're giving their gifts away. Why? Because it's not about fixing this and painting that. It's about someone's going to come to Jesus Christ. Somebody's going to know Jesus. Someone's going to mature in the Lord. And I'm a part of that. You start looking at your job as a calling. Don't dread your job. Well, I'm just flipping hamburgers right now. I hate my job. Why don't you go love that job? Because you know what? The person that's flipping the hamburgers beside you may be the assignment from God and you're blown past it because you hate your job. Where are you on that scale? You say, Pastor, why are we hanging on this? Because you cannot start controlling and you cannot change what we are not diagnosing and what we are not. Some of you aren't even taking notes. You ought to go do that today. Today. And say, you know what? I am going to, I am going to challenge the enemy and I'm going to truly give right diagnosis to where I'm thinking and where my mind is trailing. Now, why is this so important? Because when you identify damaging thoughts... If you identify the damaging thoughts, those lead to detrimental feelings. Emotions start happening. Things start happening to you, and detrimental feelings start leaning and start trending you toward destructive actions. So damaging thoughts lead to detrimental feelings, and detrimental feelings start leading to destructive actions that could even end your life. And you cannot defeat what you do not discover. So diagnose the thoughts. And you say, now why is that so important? Because whatever gets you, whatever gets your attention, it has you. It has you. If you are worried about your future and your retirement and it plagues you and you're nervous and it's keeping you awake, it's got you. So what does that mean, Pastor Sam? Somebody has dominion of your thoughts. They're not just out there loosey-goosey. Someone has dominion, ma'am. Young lady, someone has dominion of the thoughts you're thinking, whether they're positive for the good or the negative that are harming you and maybe other people around you. So it's not just diagnosing my thoughts. It's taking dominion of my thoughts. Why is this so important? Because the direction of your life is determined by your most dominant thoughts. Not thought, thoughts. Jesus said those thoughts start giving this outcome. How are we, how are we doing, everybody? Okay, stay with me, stay with me. So my question is, is who will have control of Pastor Sam's thoughts? Who will have control of your thoughts? Who's gonna control it? Because whether you like it or not, someone is controlling my thoughts. Whatever gets your attention, it's got you. Let me put it in the other way. Where your mind goes, your life flows. It's going to go that direction. Where my mind goes, my life flows. How about we just say that out loud, okay? Where my mind goes, my life flows. If my life is flowing that way, that means something has control of the thought. Someone is influencing the thought, the dominion of my thoughts. You still with me? Okay, so... It's wherever my mind goes, my life flows. It's thoughts are, how can I say it? Thoughts begin like a, a, a drop of water and it turns into a trickle and you turn up the faucet. It's like rain and all of a sudden you don't just have a little rain. You, 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 it starts cutting its way. The more, the more drips, the more thoughts, it starts cutting its way into the dirt. Then it starts to be a little flow. It starts, to be, it starts widening. And so my thoughts 
actually the repetitive thought starts cutting a trail in the dirt and the rest of the thoughts flow that way. Are you staying with me? And now it creates banks like a river so my life is flowing in the direction of my most dominant thoughts which are cutting the dirt of my path. So uh, here's what researchers say about your brain. Do you know that you think up to 70,000 thoughts per day? Some of you going, not my kid. No, not my kid. <laughs> no, not my kid. Not my kid, Sam. No, 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 not my child. <laughs> no, no. I'm getting does right now. I'm getting primal grunts out of him right now. Your, <laughs> your, <laughs> your mind is true. You know, this is saying you have eight hours of sleep a day. But a normal person will probably think up to, that's more than one per second. 70,000 thoughts per day. Now watch this. Every thought, here, here's, I love when the word of God was ahead of science. So every thought creates a neurochemical change in your body. Both if it's a positive experience and a negative experience, there are neurochemicals that are released. That can, Watch this. The more you think that thought, the easier is to think that thought again. And, and there are neurochemicals, whether it's a positive experience or something detrimental to you or something that's positive to you, that neurochemicals are released and it's really like that trickle of water. It is edging out a path and your life begins to flow in that path. Both when it becomes, you start thinking it again, it becomes like default. And that's where researchers tell you they're, they're called neural pathways. They're like billions of little roads in your head that you're creating. Billions. These little pathways. And the more you think that thought, the easier it's to go down to, through it, and even things are released chemically in your body that reaffirm it and entrench it even more. So you got all these little roads going in your head, all these pathways, all these little brains, just little, little, little paths going everywhere. Some of you think, again, my 13-year-old, one-way street, that's it, Pastor. That's, that's all you got. No, there's billions of them. Now, here's the problem. If you stay in a toxic thought, the feelings are there, then what happens, that toxic thinking actually turns into a stronghold, and it seems like you can't change the path of that stream. It is so flowing so fast, so hard. You can't change it. And then you start saying things like, it'll never work out for me. I never see God do nothing for me. All churches just like, all those preachers are just the same. All Christians are like that. I tell you, I'll never marry. You can never trust a man ever again. I'll never marry. You can never trust a woman again. You start those neural, they just start digging those paths. And those chemicals are released. That's, that's why even when, with pornography, it's just dig, it's those chemicals release. You're digging deeper, 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 deeper. Are you seeing what I'm saying? My point is this, is you have to qualify what you're going to let come into that brain. Quit asking God to do it. You need to make a decision. I am not tolerating that trickle of that kind of destructive, toxic thinking to take me down this path. Somewhere has stopped where you say, now I need to say no to that one thought. How are we doing, everybody? 
yeah, but it's okay. It's not going to hurt anybody. Come on. It's on Netflix. It must be okay. No, I'm telling you, you've got to manage what's coming in here. You've got to challenge it. You must challenge it. The speech people, the things they do, the attitudes they have, you've got to challenge it. Always want, they're always, always wanting to be a victim. You've got to challenge that. We're never going to get ahead. It's never going to happen for me. Challenge it. Because now your life is flowing that way and it could be something very toxic. Yeah, yeah, but it's no big deal, Pastor. This is no big deal if I do this, I listen to this, do that, or have, hang out with that kind of person that does this kind of stuff. I, it's, I'm not, it's not no big deal, blah, 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 blah. I like what the Apostle Paul said. He's always struggling with this. I want to do right. I can't seem to do right. 1 Corinthians 6, 12. I want you to look at what something he says. This is so good. He says, I have the right to do anything you say. Let's go to the young people. They, 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 they were... The, the, frontal, the frontal cortex of your brain is not developed yet. So you think this, I can do anything I want. It does develop as you get older, I promise you. Hits you at about 60, but it'll, it'll finally get you there where you're thinking consequences and outcomes. It's true. It's true. This, even for, for young males, this is why you got it. When somebody tells you an outcome, it's not going to apply to me. It's because this part of your brain actually is not fully developed to understand. It's called the executive processing part of the brain where you're not actually thinking out consequences for what you're doing in that moment. It's real. So you got to take the word of somebody who's already been down that pathway, that river that says don't get on that boat and don't get on that thought. I'll be back next week, Lord willing. Amen. <laughs> I, okay, are you hanging with me here? He says, I have the right to do anything. You say, but not everything is beneficial. It is not beneficial. I have the right to do anything. Now watch these words. But I will not be what? Say the word, everybody. Come on, the cheap seats. Everybody, right? I will not be mastered by anything. Whatever is your most dominant thought is mastering your life. It's the Greek word exousiazo. And that word exousiazo literally means to have the right to control. He says, I will not relinquish the right to control what's going on here to just anybody. Your brain is not a dumping ground for Satan to wipe his nasty feet on. And we're doing it. We're letting anybody speak to us. We're letting anything. We're not challenging anything to the word of God or by the Holy Spirit. And we, he is dumping in our brain every day his garbage. And you can get it quicker, quicker and privately with your phone. How we doing? This group still with me? Three of you. We're going to make it. Come on. We're going we're, we're to get some disciples here. We're going to get disciples. You give up the right to control. This is why you and I, I don't care who you are. I don't care if you speak in tongues, prophesy, and raise the dead. You got to watch what you let in. Because damaging thoughts, watch this, lead to detrimental feelings that lead to destructive actions. And then you have the stronghold. You love Jesus, but this has got a hold of you and you can't turn loose of it. 
because you've created a path. So we got strongholds. And what does that stronghold? If I stay on that path, now I'm mastered by worry. I'm worried about money. I'm worried about my finances. I'm worried about my agent. I'm worried I'm going to die. I'm worried about this. I'm worried. Now I live in fear. Now I live in anxiety. I'm afraid to get out at night. I'm afraid to go to this. I don't even want to go to the mall. I heard something happened at the mall. I'm never going to the mall again. I don't want to do it. Who's going to pop my gas? I'm sorry. There's fumes. Fumes. What's going to go? The ozone's going to go away. I don't know what's going to happen. I'm just going to. I mean, people are wigging out. We are at the highest level of anxiety in the United States of America than we ever have been. Ever. We are being mastered by something. He says, I will not give up that right to anybody. I've got the struggle. i got the fight. But I'm not giving up my right to let anything control my mind. How are we doing, everybody? I'm still checking. I just got to make sure you're there. So now anxiety's got you. Overeating has got you. When I'm stressed out, I, 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 Rocky Road. Rocky Road. Take the rocky road, what happens? I feel better. You're starting to build the trench. I mean, it's just, it's really true. Or now you're overspending. I feel, I feel a rush. I feel a rush when I shop. Yeah, I know how that addiction can hit somebody. What overspend? Look at it, it starts happening. Porn, I, 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 I it, it was just, you know, I start. But it's, it's, it's like it's getting deeper and deeper. And it's, it's, it's workaholic. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah, but I'm providing. Yeah, but you're a workaholic. You don't even have time for church. You're so afraid your kid's going to miss out. They're missing out on the very things of God. This one message could have changed the trajectory of your child's life, and you missed it. You could miss that one service of one message that Pastor Taylor could have preached. could have been the life-transforming message right there. You're working so hard. And then you don't know how to comp. You know, you know if, I just, if I have a drink, I just kind of relax a little bit. It kind of just mellows me out. You know, besides, you know, when I drink, my personality comes alive. Yeah, but what if you're a jerk? You're a jerk. What social media? Come on, I'm, you, you think I'm kidding you? Man, they are so concerned about what's happening in social media to the way kids' minds are operating now. I mean, it's dangerous what's happening to them. They are actually taking on symptoms of ailments and sicknesses they can't get away from because they saw it mimicked on a TikTok deal. I'm not saying they're all bad. I'm just telling you the power of I got. It, it's not controlling me. It's, it's permissible, but now it's overtaking me. It's, it's controlling who I am. Computer games, my goodness, listen, if all you're living on is computer games and pizza and you don't even know when the sun rises, you got a problem. You have a problem. You seriously have a problem. And when I smoke, I relax. It's destroying your body. Smoking won't send you to hell, make you smell like you've been there. But it's destroying you. It has the right, listen, it has the right, nothing should have the right to control you. You just name it, put the addiction there. Vaping. I gotta be approved. Oh, they responded, they responded to my Instagram. Oh, I got another view. I mean, it's just like, why is nobody watching it? Oh, I, I was horrible. I'm a terrible person. 
I was horrible. Do, do, you see what, do you see what I'm talking about? He says, you can go, you have the right to do whatever you want to do. You can watch whatever you want, you can do whatever you want to do. But he said, it may not, it's not beneficial, and all things are beneficial, because here's what's happened. When it's controlling you, and it's holding the reins, it is dominating, and your mind goes to, whew. Remember, where your mind goes, your life flows. Can you say that with me? Where your mind goes, so here we go. You ready? I'm going to give you one simple thing. We're going to change the flow of the direction of your thoughts. You say, I can't do that. Oh, yes, you can. Everything you need to overcome and defeat Satan is already in you by the power of the resurrected Jesus Christ and his authority over every demonic spirit. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And I can line up people here one after another with the testimony of, yes, I did. And I walked it out. Can somebody say amen? How many of you have ever had a victory over like that? It was a step at a time and you got that victory. Amen. Come on, lift up a shout if God's done that for you. Amen. Lift it up. So I'm going to close with this. Okay, I'm closing. I'm closing. So what does this mean? Okay. I'm displaying my thoughts. I got to diagnose where I really am. Because whatever I diagnose is really having dominion over my thoughts, which controls the flow of where, and do I like the direction I'm going right now? Do I like the direction this is taking me right now? You gotta really be honest. Do I really like the direction it's taking me? And if you don't like it, and it's toxic, it'll destroy you. But it can change, and it can start now. I'm telling you, it can start today. Because you think you're the only one with that challenge. Well, let me tell you what. Every single person in this room has faced the same exact thing you're facing. There are people that have had to make the decision. I no longer give it the right to master me anymore. So what I'm going to do? It's time to deal with the direction of my thoughts. And here's the deal. I want you to start forging a new pathway. How many of you ever look at your yard? Not right now. Wait, wait, wait a few more weeks. But you ever walk in your yard and people walk through your yard? People walk, they think there's no sidewalk, so they decide we're gonna make a sidewalk through your yard. And people are you, and you walk on it and say, you decided it's where everybody's gonna go. Have you ever done the same thing where you're walking on a patch of beautiful grass, you keep walking, you keep walking, you keep walking, you keep walking, next day you walk, thoughts, remember thoughts, next day you walk on it again, next day you walk on it again. Before you know it, the beautiful lush grass has this little path, it's starting to wear down, pretty soon you're hitting dirt, before you know it, you're going a little deeper, it's getting muddy, now you're trenches, now you're in a ditch. So here's what I want you to do, I want you nothing drastic, I just want you to turn and start a new path. And let God begin to regrow the damaged places. Okay? This is, this is, I'm, not, I'm not asking you. I'm not, I'm not a- asking you to come on bended bloody knees. I'm not asking you to go tarry one hour in prayer. I'm not asking you to go memorize chapters of the Bible. I'm just asking you, would you start a new path and say, I'm just going to start a new path. I'm just going to turn and just make another path here. I'm just going to take, take another path. 
So you remember Philippians 4.8? Come on, let's say it together. Fix your thoughts on what is. What? what huh? <laughs> Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Now, it says fix your thoughts. That word fix means to set. It actually means to set in a direction. I'm not asking you to try to repair this one over here. I'm just asking you to pick up and reset in another path. Don't try to sit there and unearth this whole thing. Don't try to say, I got to fix this over here. Got to fix it. No, no. I want you just to turn and pick you a new path. So I want you to go. Just to fix it doesn't mean repair, but it actually means to set, to reset in a different location. So I'm going to take you to Paul's words in Colossians. You ready for this? Colossians 3, 1, 2. We're going to close. We're going to bring you for a landing. Are y'all learning anything today? Okay. I didn't even charge you 120 bucks an hour. Oh, it's 150 now? It's 150 an hour. The counselor up here says it's 150 dollars an hour. You're welcome. <laughs> Colossians 3, 1. Look at this, okay? You ready for this? Since then, since then, since then you have been raised with Christ. So you're born again. Everything you need is already done through what Jesus Christ did on that cross. He defeated and crushed Satan and gives you authority to do the same thing. He goes, since you have been raised with Christ, watch this, everybody say these next three words, set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is, he's the only one that can help you do this. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Look at the next thing, next, next three words. Set your minds, your thoughts, on things above and not earthly things. That word set literally means to be mentally disposed toward a certain direction to exercise the mind. He says, what I want you to do is you can't go over here and re-undo all this stuff here. What you need to do is take it and set this one in a different path. Now, you may not like the outfit I chose this morning. I consulted with Brenda, my wife. Brenda, Brenda had to watch the dog today. Moses got sick all night last night. Yeah, and I, I had dog duty last night. <laughs> Heavy on the duty. <laughs> and uh, so we had to watch him because he's not feeling well. But you know what I did last night? Do you know I ironed my clothes and I set them out last night, put the shoes out there, put the socks out there. I set them all out. And for Monday, I will go through tonight and look what I'm going to wear tomorrow. I'm going to put it out there. Now, let me tell you why I do that. I set it out. I do the same thing with my clothes that I do with my calendar. I'm not going to let Monday let it just rule me and have the right to control me. I put, now there's some things, sometimes things interrupt that are serious. But I've already set out the agenda for Monday for what I'm going to do. Because if I don't, I will wander in the wrong direction. I could have come out looking real dorky this morning, but thank God Brenda helped me set my clothes out last night. 
okay? So that means you set, you set it before you. So what I'm going to ask you is start setting things before you. I want you to start with a small action. I don't need you to, I just need you, I don't need you to memorize the whole Bible. I need you to start with setting something in the right direction. So I love what Paul says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4. He says, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish that trench you're in. Demolish it. And then it takes thought the captive, it takes thought that captive to obey Jesus Christ. So what are we going to do? You have a weapon. You have a weapon today that's going to set a new path. Everybody say, I have a weapon. Now you got to hear it. It's divine. This is not some new age cycle babble. This is not a Tony Robbins uh, uh, seminar. This is a new path with the divine power of Jesus Christ that defeated Satan. And you have the authority to, I speak it with that kind of authority today, with that kind of authority. And you need to declare with that kind of authority. So I just want you to set something. So here's this, real fast. Ready? I want you to speak the truth. You know, I just speak the truth. Sure you do. You may speak what is true, but you're not speaking what is truth. It is true someone abused you. We don't treat it lightly, and we deal with it. But the truth is, you can be made whole from the sexual abuse of your childhood. You can be made whole and have wholesome, healthy sexuality in your life. You can. It may be true you're bitter because they hurt you. But the truth is, great peace have they that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. That's the word of God. It may be true that you're going through a season of grief and depression, and you've got to go through those things where it happens. It's a part of life. But you don't have to stay in that rut forever. Because weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Yeah, but you don't understand. I always feel like I'm being attacked. And I always feel like I'm being attacked. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers me out of them all. Speak the truth. The reality is you're speaking what is true, but not what is truth. It's a big difference. My sister had a three-legged Austin Blue Heeler, Blue Heeler dog. Yeah, Blue Heeler. Three legs. Got it cut off on an implement while they were farming. Now, if you didn't know, ever see a dog in your life, you'd think all dogs have three legs. No, their dog had three legs. The truth is, dogs have four legs. You might have had something cut out of your life that hurt you, but it is not, it may be true it happened, but it is not the truth that has to exist for you. I challenge you. I just want you to set a new path. Why don't you start a new one by putting on your screensaver, Philippians 4.8. Why don't you put Philippians 4 8 and really let's take the challenge that we can actually start it this week and we can start out, fix your thoughts on. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't interpret. Never mind. Start out with, let's start with this first one. I will fix my thoughts on what is true. Start there. And the next day, what is honorable. And then the third day, just keep adding them. What's right. What's pure. What's lovely. What's admirable. What's excellent. 
Why should I let my mind be a dumping ground for Satan and let that garbage seep in? Why am I doing that? I'm going to turn the channel and I'm going to watch something else. I'm going to watch reruns of Andy Griffin. Why not? Why not? Instead of going all of a sudden, I'm going to go for the, I'm going to go for, I'm going for the rocky road. Why don't I just go hit the road and take a lap around the block real quick and take me a bottle of water with me? Set a new path. Start with the Word of God. Some of you say, well, I don't know where to go. If you have the app, this is why I want everybody to have the app. Those of you at home, don't just watch, download the app. Go to the app. At the end of it, you're going to see all these scriptures that line up to certain things that you're in a rut that are toxic right now. Go see it, and I want you to memorize that script. Just go after it. Start memorizing. And when it comes up, start out with speaking the Word. Take captive by the Word of God. No, you will not have me. You do not have the right to control. The dominion is the Word of God. Everybody say, speak the truth. Secondly, stay with the group. Say it with me, stay with the group. Satan always uses people in isolation. There's some of us, you are operating in isolation and that's where Satan gets you. That's where demons love to hide, is isolation. You need a place where you can trust someone to jerk the devil by the jugular and yank him into the light and say, here's what it is. Here is what has been controlling my life. It stops, and the first time I stop it is stop living in the darkness. You and your wife trying to handle this by yourself. Take that thing by the jugular and take that demon and the thought that he tries to give you and jerk it into the light. Just jerk it into the light. And so you know what I did? Take your phone out. Everybody get your phone out. Get, this is the, take your phone out. This, this is going to be the day the, your phone blesses you. Put it on the photo. Get, get, put it, turn on where you can take a picture. I'm going to smile real big. You take a picture of me. Put me on your screensaver. <laughs> no. See that QR code in front of you in the pew back? On the pew back in front of you, the back of it? Take a picture of it. Go ahead. Everybody take a picture of it. You're going to see a list of overcoming groups. I want you to start walking away to overcome. And if there's something you're dealing with that is not there, you call our church offices. You'll get you to a pastor. We're going to get you in a place where you can start staying with the group. It's those that, listen, it's the banana that gets away from the bunch that always gets peeled. Famous Chinese saying. Stay with the group. Everybody say, stay with the group. Young marriage, you need a group. Pastor John, Andre, they got groups. You need to be with the group. They're going after your marriage. You're going to go after it quick. Stick with the group. Get around believers that'll lift you up. Can I tell you something, church? I want to say this. I know your kiddos in there. I know it's I know it's 1139. I know I've gone. I really believe that I'm sitting there. I believe I'm digging up. I am tearing up strongholds right now with what I'm preaching. I believe I'm going out. I believe I'm arming you to go to the tooth and take the enemy where he needs to be taken. I really do. I really do. I know beyond the shadow of a doubt I am. But I want to tell you something, church. I want to thank every dad first because you guys sometimes get the doormat from Satan that you're not spiritual enough, you're not holy enough, you're not good enough, you ought to have a better job, look at your other buddy, look at the kind of house he's in, you ought to be able to give that to your kid and you are busting your tail 
because you're trying to find that identity as a man. But I'm going to tell you the greatest identity you have is, first of all, you are a son of the Most High God. Secondly, you are a leader by having you and your family in this house and bringing your kids to this house. You are a leader, and I'm going to tell you, I thank God for the men in this room leading their families right now. I really do. I really am proud of you. I know you may not have it all good, but I'm proud of you. You know what you're doing? Everybody sitting in this room, you have turned and you have set yourself in a direction to be in the house of God. It was a challenge for you. I can tell some of you did not put your clothes out last night before you got ready this morning. <laughs> but you're here. And this is the change. This is why I tell people, give us a year of your life every Sunday to be here and watch God transform your life. And people have taken me on the challenge and said, I'm gonna tell you, people say it was less than a year and God started doing it in my life. Why? What happened to you? What happened to you? You started setting yourself in the right direction. You got yourself around truth and you stuck with the group. Yes. Can I teach you right now, can, single adults, would you get with the single adults ministry and stick with the group? Moms and dads, would you get your teenagers into the youth ministry? Would you get them in the children's ministries? I'm telling you, start putting them with a group of people that will encourage their faith to follow Jesus Christ. Here's the last one. This is just, here it is. This is all it is. I'm just asking you to just start a new path. Just start. Just stop and turn. That's it. Stop and turn. Say that with me. Stop and turn. Just, okay. just stop and turn. I've wore the grass down here. I've let so many thoughts trickle. We've got banks on the river. I'm going to stop this river. We're going to talk about feeding stuff next time. But I'm going to show you this. Stop. I'm just going to turn this way. I'm just going to turn this way. And I'm going to do it by, first of all, speaking the truth. I'm going to stay with the group with people that will really help me overcome. I'm just going to go. Just show up. Celebrate recovery. Just show up. Just show up. There's groups. Just show up. Just show up. Go. That's where I'm going to start. I don't know nothing. Don't know what I'm doing. I got this hang up. Just stay with the group. And just stop and turn. Do you know what repent means? People say, oh, I want to repent. I'm so sorry, God. If you're sorry, you'll stop and just turn. That's all it is. Stopping, turning. Stopping, turning. That's it. Repent means stop, turn. New path. Too many people repent, but they don't rehabilitate. They cry, but they don't change. Just turn the other way shed tears, but never transform. We're going to do more than cry. We're going to stop and we're going to turn. We're going to speak the truth, stay with the group. We're going to keep stopping and turning. Stopping, turning. Stopping, turning. Holy Spirit, we give ourselves to your word. We give ourselves over to the power of what Jesus did when he was crucified and the blood flowed from that cross. And we put ourselves, you said we are crucified with Christ. We put ourselves on that cross right now. Church family, would you just do something with me? Would you just, would you just take your hands and just lift them up toward heaven as if you're putting them up on a cross right now, just like you're putting them on a cross. Father, right now, what we do symbolically with our hands, we do with our soul, our spirit, our affections, our mind. 
I was crucified with Christ. Father, we are crucified with you. We didn't live the sinless life, but you did. Jesus, we were buried with you, and we say that that old stuff is dead. It is gone. The sins are gone. And there is a greater power within me than the power of sin. Thanks be to God, it is Jesus Christ, his resurrected power in my life. I am turning to the new path. I put that thought on the cross. I see myself and the thought on the cross. I see myself and the addiction on the cross. And I see it buried, destroyed, defeated. Satan, you were defeated when he died on that cross. But he just didn't die. He resurrected with new life. And today I declare that God's people and myself resurrect again to new life. New life, new healthy paths, new pathways of the Holy Spirit. We resurrect in you.